Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday. Very excited, by the way, for today's guest, He's been a stud the last, I think, I want to say seven years, maybe eight in the NFL. He's a free agent. Is he maybe signing with your team? We will find out in a couple minutes. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings. I actually have my voice back, which is nice. I appreciate you guys suffering through Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast and the college draft. Uh, we will have a new spread the word winner via social media tomorrow at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. Easiest contest in the galaxy I'm aware of. And then the sponsor confirmation email winner. Take advantage of any of the sponsors. Today I'm telling you about LinkedIn. Tomorrow I'm telling you about income, which is awesome. It's like DraftKings gift cards, which is an amazing idea for Mother's Day, Father's Day. That actually. You, you should get your mom a DraftKings gift card and take a video of that because I would actually like to see how that goes down. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. A lot going on in the NFL right now. Kyler Murray posting statements. Jimmy G and Dak both having shoulder surgery. Get to all that in a little bit. First, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. Very excited to be joined today by a guy that I've known about for a while and gotten to know better over the last couple weeks. That is longtime Chicago Bears punter, Pat O'Donnell, who actually has his own podcast now, which is an awesome show. I'll be going on that in the next couple days, weeks here that you guys can check out as well. I want to ask Pat about that momentarily. Pat, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Of course, man. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, make sure you check out Pat on social media. It's at Pat O'Donnell underscore 16. So, Pat, I got so many questions for you, man. Like, I'm sitting here writing down a million different things. So, the first thing I liked, because I, I, like, I like to know, like, punters' athletic backgrounds. You played linebacker and tight end in high school. I did. I did. And, and I'm assuming loved it? I loved it, man. So a little bit of backstory on me. I played soccer, you know, all throughout, you know, peewees, the whole nine, travel soccer, 
got a bit burnt out. My best friend in high school was like, hey, we don't have a kicker on the team. I was going to be a freshman. He was a sophomore at the time. I was like, I've never played football, man. You want me to jump into this thing right now? So sure enough, as you can imagine, it was like in a movie. It was like, all right, who can kick the furthest or who's played soccer? You know, everyone that lines up, I kicked it the furthest. I somehow made the JV team. I played tight end. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was strictly like there just to kick off the game, hit extra points and punt. So it was fun, and I'm really glad that I got into it. Did you, um, like in high school, did you end up getting any playing time at linebacker, tight end, and were you really strictly kicker? I think you would appreciate this. It was my junior year, and the head coach had me doing offensive line drills, you know, a lot of blocking stuff, like in the <laughs> shoots and hitting bags. And I was like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I was maybe like 175, but I had like a taller frame, like 6'3 at the time. And I was like, he's like, if you want to be a kicker, you just go over there in that other field. And I kind of looked at him. I'm like, okay, I think I could do that by hitting bags and going through the shoots all day. So sure enough, that's what I did. And I guess I took the easy way out, Ross. No, you didn't, man. You're in the NFL and you, you took the smart way out. So uh, did you play any <laughs> other sports, Pat? Yeah, so I did soccer, like I mentioned. I love track, actually. That was a really cool uh, sport for me. Um, I guess it's a little bit like, you know, kicking in a sense or tennis or golf. Like it's kind of individualized. It's just you out there running. It's you in the blocks, uh, which I liked a lot. But I also love the team aspect when you do uh, the relays, you know, four by 800 and the mile relay and all that good stuff. So uh, that was really fun for me to experience um, in the high school level. So here's the thing. And, and this is why I want to give the background a little bit. Okay. What people don't understand about most NFL punters, like you guys are specimens. Trying to think, oh, I know what game I did. I was calling the Raiders Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And both the Raiders kicker and punter are like huge dudes. Like, Pat, it nowadays it feels like almost every punter, not as much the kickers, but every punter, it feels like they're like, 6'5", 220, like, the people would almost mistake you guys for tight ends. I think that's just the way the NFL is changing. Like, everyone's getting bigger, faster, stronger. And I think it's finally catching up, like, to the specialists because I guess what, like, the early 90s and stuff, like, in the 80s, everyone's like, oh, man, look at that guy. He's the average Joe. Like, the punter kicker has probably had, like, the beer gut. You know, he just kicked balls and he walked off. But now, man, they're treating us like we're actual football players. Like, they're making us work out. You know, do all the things you need to do in the offseason to keep in shape. So I think that's just the way that NFL is trending right now. Just bigger, faster, stronger. So to put this in perspective, okay, at the combine, Pat ran a 4640 at 6'4, 220, and got 23 bench reps. So now, in fairness, Pat, I had a hernia surgery December 7th after my senior year. So when I went to the Rutgers Pro Day on February 7th, I'd only been able to work out for like a month because they told me two months of nothing, right? So, but I think I only got like 21, 22, 23. 23 reps is beastly for a punter. There can't be many punters that did a lot more than that. No, it, it was actually a funny story. So we get to the combine. I was fortunate enough to get a combine invite. And I do the whole kicking thing, you know, I go through the long snapper holds, kicks, field goals, the whole thing. And they kind of like brushed over the subject of the 40 yard dash, the bench press and all the, you know, the vertical jump stuff. 
And I said, oh, I want to participate. And the, co- and the coach at the time was like, no, you don't have to do this, man. Don't feel obligated. It was uh, Coach Prefer, who's in Cleveland now. And I was like, no, I want to do it. So sure enough, after I get done kicking, I, I jump in with the tight ends and the strength coach is giving this huge hype up speech uh, to get the guys juiced up for the 225 bench rest. And they had those makeshift, uh, you know, curtains. So here I am with the PK on my chest walking in and everyone's like looking while this guy's giving like this, this great speech, pumping the guys up You're on national television. Everyone's going to be watching you. This is what you work so hard for. And then he stops like mid speech and like looks over and I kind of like <laughs> try to find a seat. So I ended up participating with the tight ends and I went dead last. And uh, yeah, so I get on the bench and everyone thinks I'm going to do like, you know, three, four, whatever to kind of do like a little clap. Like, Oh, thanks for trying kind of thing. <laughs> and then like, dude, everyone was so juiced up. They were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So then I ended up going doing the 40 yard dash. And I still remember Ebron. Uh, he came over to me after I ran like that four, six, cause I had no idea. Like they don't have the clock up there. They don't tell you how fast you run. Like people start texting you and whatnot, but he's like, man, really? You had to do that right before all of us had to go. Like, what if we're slower than you? I was like, man, you should have trained harder. You should have trained harder. No, that is amazing. So, you know, you kind of hinted at it a couple times, Pat. Do you feel, um, do you feel like you're as much a part of the team as all the other guys? Do you feel a little bit like a second class citizen at times? Because I can tell from you know, what you said about high school or even at the combine that, you know, you can tell that you're kind of treated a little bit differently. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Explain for my listeners what the differences are, I guess, for a punter versus the position players. Right. So I wouldn't say second class citizen, but they don't expect a lot out of you, especially like in college. It was one of those deals where my first ever strength coach, in college was like kind of like what are you doing in here go go in the other room and stretch and i, I kind of felt slighted i was like man i'm here to you know get better so you know my sophomore year i really took a liking to weightlifting it was you know I, I was at cincinnati at the time and you know how the winters are and i was a florida kid i didn't really know how to channel that energy and i fell in love with lifting weights and and uh conditioning and all that good stuff so um i got the biggest I've ever been, I was like 230 at the time. It was probably a little bit too big to be a punter, to be honest with you. I felt like uh, I did a little bit too much of the weights. Uh, but then I graduated from University of Cincinnati. And then going down to the U, University of Miami, like those guys like ate weights. They like ran every day. And it was part of the program. They did a 225 test every Monday in season. So they would condition the guys essentially for the combine. They wanted the guys to put up really good numbers. And I was just used to it. I was conditioned to like doing 225 and I was somewhat strong on the bench press. And that's pretty much like how I excelled that day at the combine. It's awesome. Um, so one of the things going on at the combine right now is the NFL's competition committee is getting together. I don't know how much you've read about this or heard about it, but they're talking about ways to make the punt safer. You know, they've worked a lot on kickoff in recent years. Now they've seen that there's an inordinate amount of concussions actually on punts, which kind of surprises me because it feels like there are so many fair catches that I don't know how that's possible. Um, But I guess I'll ask you, Pat, have you heard about this? 
Do you have have you heard any of the potential ideas? Do you have any ideas to make it safer? I haven't heard anything on my end to like how they're going to go about doing that, but I would imagine that the kickoff is way more dangerous than the punt. So I'm actually shocked about that. You know, you know the guys running 35, 40 yards full speed and then making a collision. Like I would think there's way more uh, concussions and things like that on the kickoff, but I've heard of them like like trying to encourage guys to punt it more so out of bounds to eliminate you know the hitting. And I just don't know anything on my end that, you know, would probably prevent uh, guys from getting hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and isn't there, I'm glad you said that because the one thing that I don't think people realize there's sort of different kind of punters, right? Like there's guys that specialize more in, in kicking out of bounds or pinning guys to the edge. There's guys that just blast it. There's guys that are almost like hang time specialists. Well, I mean, you tell me, but, is it fair to say that there are different kind of punters? Yeah, I think that's really safe to say. I think when younger guys come out, uh, they think like bombing it 60 plus yards is a good punt. And as you get older, you develop, I think, more of the skill, more of the swing, especially where I play. Like sometimes you have to hit the sideline. You have to be able to eliminate the returner. And sometimes it's not always like that sexy punt, like, like 42 yards fair catch or 42 yards out of bounds or whatever it is, is a good punt. And I think the development of directional punting is a skill for sure. Like not everybody can do it, but I think majority of the guys, if you said punt it straight down the field and we'll cover it, that takes a lot of pressure off the punter, you know, to, uh, to do their job. So, um, yeah, I would say everyone varies in their skill set. So I've told this story before, Pat, but I never told you, and I don't know how many of the listeners remember, the two things I was most impressed by as a rookie at my first mini camp, the first thing was I kept hearing this like whistling noise and I didn't know what it was, but it was when I was on like the walkthrough scout team and it's the noise the football made when Jeff George threw it. Like Pat, I'm telling you, he would flick his wrist and I had no idea. I'm like on the D line, just like, you know, the card says to go here. So I go there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I keep hearing this whistling noise. I'm like looking up in the air, like what is going on? I found out late. Like I realized after like 10 passes, Jeff George's arm was so ridiculous and his spiral was so tight. It would whistle as it went over your ear. Like it made a noise through the air. That was crazy. And then I was so impressed by Brian Barker and the punters. The ball exploded off their foot and went so high. Like, you'll have high school punters that maybe average 40-some yards or college. Like, oh, maybe I can make the pros. I average 40 yards a punt. Like, dude, you don't understand. Their punts go, like, 80 feet up in the sky. Like, it's just – it explodes off your foot. It's just totally different than what people would think if they just look at the yardage. Yeah, for sure. I think that was one of the biggest jumps, too, that I saw is the quarterback level, too, is how strong their arms actually are. I mean, for me, I kind of knew, like, how strong your leg had to be for a place kicker or punter. But, yeah, there's a big jump, man, from going from the college level, regardless of where you play. I mean, I think if you have it, you have it. And uh, I, 
I could I thought you were going in a different direction being like that whistling noise because you probably played a little bit of field goal. So a lot of those guys turn around like, don't you kick me in the ass now? You know, when a rookie <laughs> kicker in camp, like it's actually happened before when I held the ball and uh, kicked it straight into the lineman. So you don't make friends like that. But uh, yeah, the the um, the power that the quarterbacks and kickers have are a different, different level in the NFL. Why? Um, you're left footed, correct? I'm actually right footed. Oh, you're right footed. Okay. So I could be left footed though. We can go in that direction. Yeah. So it feels like more and more punters are left footed. I guess I read where Belichick will only ever have a left footed punter. Talk to me about that and why left footed is so popular. Yeah. So a left footed punter is desirable for some coaches. They believe. The spin does come off the foot differently. It's a different uh, revolution. So instead of it going clockwise for a regular, a righty, it goes the opposite direction, so counterclockwise. And the returners are just not used to catching the ball off you know, the punter's foot like that. So anytime we play, and I say we, the Bears, historically have brought in a lefty punter for you know the Thursday, Friday practice for the returners to catch the ball. You know, they do jugs work the whole week, but until the game comes, you're really not getting that live catch off the foot. And a lot of special team coaches are a little worried that, you know, a muff punt, you know, is a huge change of events in the game. So I think they allocate a guy coming in, punting to the guys, uh, just to kind of CYA in that regard to make sure the guys are ready to go on Sunday. But, like, if more than half the teams have left-footed punters now, doesn't that doesn't – that- ruin it like is it almost better to be a right-footed punter then because if more than half the guys are lefties then the right one is the unique one right yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know where all these lefties are coming from but uh I'd like to say yeah the righties have a shot you know we're still good punters out there you don't need a lefty to get the job done <laughs> uh yeah like if you're punting like a Kevin Huber in Cincinnati who just played in the Super Bowl like he's catching off a lefty all day, but he's got to face a righty, right? So they got to be able to catch off uh, both foots. So, so you're a free. So you got seven years in, is that right? I just finished up eight. Oh my gosh! I knew I said seven or eight. I wasn't sure. Yep. Okay, just finished eight. That's incredible. Um, you're a free agent. So all eight years were with the Bears, the team that drafted you. You're a free agent and. Uh, for the first time in a while, the Bears have a new GM. They have a new head coach. So just talk to the listeners, if you can, about sort of your feelings, your emotions. What What's this process like for you? You know, I guess not knowing where you're going to live, you know, in a couple months. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, going through the whole free agency process, um, some guys are fortunate enough to – go through it. And I think it's, it's really a blessing, but at the same time, once you have a family, there are certain things you got to remind yourself, like what's, what's important for the family aspect. And, you know, you really don't get answers until combine week. Like a lot of the teams meet with the GMs and the head coaches during the combine week. So that really almost solidifies your fate. Like if you have a lot of interest, like you're probably going to be okay the coming week when you can officially sign. So that's a good feeling. I know that a lot of the families are kind of walking around on eggshells waiting to hear back, you know, what teams are interested, like, are we going to have a shot at free agency? But if you don't have a bidder, another team, you're kind of handcuffed to the team you're currently on, and they could essentially 
dictate your worth. So it's always important to have another bidder in the mix. Got it. That makes, I mean, that's everything in life, right? Yeah. You know, having options and having multiple people. Um, last question, Pat fired up to go on your podcast. Uh, you were telling me about it. Sounds awesome. For my listeners, um, they're always looking to potentially add a new podcast. What's the name of it and sort of uh, what you already explained to me on the phone, but go ahead and tell them sort of the basis behind it. Yeah, so I started up a podcast called Locker Room Dads, and I thought this was a great idea to get a podcast just for the dads out there. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts for the women, but not the dads. So I thought about you know, having this dadhood, you know, a bunch of athletes, whether it be MLB golfers, football players, et cetera. Uh, Cause being a dad is hard enough, man. You know, so if you could just listen to guys, you know, go through the struggles, the joys of being a father, I think that's what it's all about. And a lot of the guys have been uh, well, well uh, received on the show. They, they love just talking about it. Like guys just pour out their heart about their kids. And I think that's really cool to see, especially from an athlete, because you only see that one side of them, right? You only see like their athletic side. They're such a man. They're so tough. But when they start talking about their kids, they just, they just pour out and just love talking about them. So that's what I started up. Well, I don't, I've never really been asked very much about being a dad. So I'm really looking forward to, to joining your show. And I think a lot of my listeners will check out that episode to hear more about, uh, the guy that talks about daddy sodas a lot as an actual daddy. Pat, thank you so much for coming on the show. Highly encourage people to check him out on social media at Pat O'Donnell underscore 16. Check out his podcast and absolutely make sure uh, that you follow my social media at Ross Tucker NFL because I will certainly tweet it out when I go on Pat's show as well. Thanks, man. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Speaking of free agency, if you're looking to hire, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. LinkedIn profile is what it's all about to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people. That, look, I told you guys this before. I get interns for myfrontpagestory.com, for gobigrecruiting.com, for RT Media. They are all on LinkedIn. Like, if you're looking for somebody, it's especially young people, LinkedIn is where it's at. There's a reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Takes. Hi, Ross. Good morning. Let's start today with Kyler Murray and his agent, Eric Burkhardt, who issued a statement basically asking the Arizona Cardinals to give him a new contract. Yeah, strange to me. I mean, strange. First of all, if you are really improving and really playing well, the organization will want to give you a contract, right? Like, 
they'll go out of their way, like Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen, and they want to get you locked up as soon as possible. So if you have to release a statement saying, uh, I want the new contract now, you're kind of announcing to the world that this team isn't in love with you as much as you'd like them to be. So it's kind of a, a weird look, I think, for an agent to post that because you're announcing that they're not as into us as we think they should be. Um, I, I don't know what you gain by doing it publicly unless the player or his dad, perhaps, because I've heard a million times that Kyler Murray's dad is heavily involved in the process. Look, ultimately, the agent's job is to get the most money for the player. Eric Burkhart evidently felt like this was the best way to go about it, to make a statement like this. But nobody's ever gotten a contract this early. I mean, it's March 2nd after he just finished his third year. And I think it's kind of, it, it, it almost smells a little desperate, which is weird given the timing. And I also think it's really bad timing after Kyler could not have possibly played worse in his first playoff game. Just a, just a bad look in my mind. And, I, and you guys know I'm all for every player getting as much money as possible. Ducks takes. The teams, the NFL teams that are going to be playing internationally next year, that was released uh, yesterday. Bucks, Saints, Jags, Packers, Cardinals – uh, among those. Uh, and we've got new games in uh, Germany this year. Right. So those are the home teams. We don't know the away teams yet, but those are the home teams. And we know the Bucks home game will be in Germany, um, which I think Glazer, that sounds German. They're probably, they probably have some, some family there. Um, and then Cardinals are in Mexico. The other three Saints, Jags, Packers all over in London you know, the Jags, so the NFC has nine home games. So Bucks, Saints, Packers, Cardinals will still have eight home games. The Jags, though, will only have seven home games this year. So that's one of the reasons why they won the 17th game. It made it easier to have these international games or neutral site games, and yet teams still have eight home games. Ducks takes. Speaking of the Bucks, the most important Bucks news in a while, they're going to bring back the creamsicle uniforms as throwbacks for 2023. Well, first of all, when's the last time you had an orange creamsicle popsicle, Bri? Uh, it's been a really long time. And it's not because I haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it. it it's been a long time for me, too. They're delicious. That They, they are an underrated... I put on Instagram, I think Schefter's Instagram, orange creamsicles are underrated. I think people thought I was talking about the, the uniform. I'm not. I'm talking about the actual ice cream product. I'm a big orange creamsicle guy. Haven't had one in a while. And the uniforms are just kind of cool. They're just kind of different, nostalgic. Ducks takes. You uh, mentioned it earlier. Jimmy G, shoulder surgery. He's not going to throw until at least July. Right. And, you know, Adam Schefter said it's not as, as expected to affect, you know, his trade value or timing. I don't know how that could possibly be the case. 
And I think this is part of why all these teams, Washington, Indianapolis, everybody looking to upgrade a quarterback, Tampa, why they're even more of a bad spot. The one guy you thought would be available for sure, Jimmy G, has to have shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder and can't throw till July. I don't know how you know how much to give up for a guy like that. I mean, you, you can have a, a physical with him now and see how the surgery went, I guess, but it's not the same. It's his throwing shoulder. I, I believe it greatly complicates things. Ducks takes. And another starting quarterback with uh, shoulder surgery, although this is his non-throwing shoulder, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you said it, Brian. Big difference. Non-throwing shoulder, big, big difference for Dak, to, for it to be his non-throwing shoulder. Um, because I don't think people really care that much about it. Plus, he's under contract with the Cowboys, so it's just not nearly as interesting from a note standpoint. Ducks takes. And one last note, that is Panthers, tight end Ian Thomas, facing five misdemeanor charges. That's not good. No, it sounds like he was, like, driving recklessly, and then he avoided the cops and wouldn't pull over. It was last July. So he played the whole season. I don't think anything happened to him. I guess it makes more sense for why he signed that contract last week. I guess he wanted to sign the contract before this information got out. I don't know, um, but it's a weird look for the Panthers to sign him last week to that nice deal, and then all this information comes out. It's also a weird look that some of you still have not chucked out myfrontpagestory.com as a gift for any reason. You know, birthdays, anniversaries, just because. You know what some of the best gifts are? Just because. Like something that they're not expecting at all, just hit them with the just because. Oh, that's the one. Hey, I just just want to do something special because I love you. It's not Valentine's Day. It's not Mother's Day. It's just just to show you. I, I mean, dude, that that can be a money gift sometimes. Speaking of money, fantasy feast later today. Even money podcast was amazing yesterday with grades. One of you guys, one of our listeners, patreon.com slash RT Media. He's a patron who grades out Even Money podcasts every week. Uh, that was an awesome episode. And then we'll have the GOAT, Greg Cosell, live from the Combine tomorrow, talking wide receivers. Shout-outs, of course. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, and Steakhouse Sports. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 